Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Previously on A New Winter. My attention was drawn to my reflection coming from the fireplace in the lounge. But as I drew nearer, I realised it wasn't my reflection. It was a photo I'd never seen before. It was a photo of Lauren and I, and I was holding a baby. This is episode 48 of A New Winter. What's this? I said, still staring at the photo. Uh, it's a photo of us, Lauren answered. Why? What do you think it is? But we've, we've just met. I just met you. Lauren suddenly looked confused, and as I looked closer I could see that she was older. Are you okay? She said, clearly concerned. What's going on? Are you having a turn? A turn? What does that mean? I started to hyperventilate again. I just need some air, I said, and rushed out the front door. As it flew open, I saw one of the white spheres just staring at me again. Lauren rushed from behind me. Can you see it? I asked. See what? See that? The big bull just sitting there in front of us. What does it want? What do you want? I screamed out. Calm down, Lauren started pulling up my cotton shirt. You're scaring me. She pulled me around to face her and grabbed hold of my arms tightly. Now listen here. You're freaking me out and I don't like it. Why don't you get some sleep or something, huh? I calmed down, but as I swung back around I could see the white sphere had gone. No, it's, I'm, I'm fine, I said, deciding to just play along with whatever was happening here. Let's get something to eat. I think I just, I don't know, have a slight fever or something. Okay, well, just take it easy, alright? We'll take a slow walk down to the calf, get you something to eat and, you know, just relax. Okay, sounds good, I said, and took a few deep breaths. Sounds great, in fact. We took a slow walk, but I kept my head down, staring at my feet. All the way, Lauren was singing this strange song, the lyrics going, The birds are home in bed, the farmer's sheep are dead, the green, green grass has landed on its ass, and now they're to be wed. I'd never heard it before, and to be honest, I didn't really pay that much attention to it until we got to the calf, Betty's calf. We sat at the very same spot that I'd sat with Jackie when Kate had been murdered. Are you having... Are you having problems again? Lauren asked. I'm losing... I'm losing a sense of myself, I said. I keep swinging from scared to brave and... Nervous to angry, cautious to stupid. Something, a part of me, was cut out. A part of my brain, and since then it's as if, as if I'm losing sense of what's real. Okay, Lauren said with a smile. Well then, reach out and tell me. 
Can you feel my hand? I took her hand in mine, and it felt somewhat limp, to be honest. Yeah, I answered. Yeah, you're cold. She giggled. Well, you better get a cup of tea in me then, eh? Warm me up. She ordered us a pot of tea and some scones with jam. Not exactly a healthy breakfast, but she thought I needed a pick-me-up. I sat quietly. I didn't know what to do or say, and quite frankly, I was terrified of what was happening. She took a deep breath and forced a smile. Just tell me what's been on your mind, she said. Why are you acting like this today? I thought we'd been doing well. She scratched at her arm and began playing with her bracelet. Was this a code to someone? Jesus, why was I being so paranoid? I looked at her. She was still very pretty. It must have only been about, I don't know, six, seven years that had flown past in that flash of light. She was wearing a blue cardigan, white t-shirt and jeans, flared jeans. I took a guess that if I'd moved forward in time that I must now be in the early 70s. I looked around but no one was looking at me. Fuck it, I thought. Here goes nothing. I'm going to tell you what's been happening to me and if you walk out, if you laugh, if you cry, whatever you do, I don't care. Because, because it happened. She screwed her face up. So serious all the time. Fine, she said, and stirred her tea, sucking on the spoon afterwards. Tell me then. Well, I guess I should start by saying that I came from the year 2000. Right, she said, unflinching. Well, a friend of mine was murdered, and another had disappeared. I found out about the town that, that this town ran some kind of some kind of cult sacrificing children and, and young women for a longer life. I also found out that apparently I'm hundreds of years old and have been somewhat possessed by something. And I have a twin brother and my, my twin brother was cast out to live in the wild, you know, kept away from me and and someone, something was controlling my mind. And I messing with my memories or something with making me confused about who I was. So who are you? she asked. Well, that that's it. That's what I'm still trying to understand. I got caught up in some weird war between this ancient power, this this Bob, you know, you know, and the townsfolk who who once worshipped it and, and now they want to kill me and whatever laid inside me. They were bringing people back from the dead in these I don't know, they're like incubation pods, but they were they were changed. And then then I'm in some underground hospital and there's like all these different versions of me. Like I'm like I'm special and some monster going around that's God well, it's just it's not right. You know some of this anyway, remember when we met? She looked confused. What do you mean? When we met, remember? I promised to bring your dad back. The sacrifices Lauren began laughing. (laughs) You're kidding, right? No, I answered. And her smile quickly faded. It's not funny, you know. I don't know why you're joking about it. I'm not joking about what? My dad. You know, he's in jail for rape. Or did that slip your mind too? Just then she grabbed her coat and walked off. 
I chased after her. Lauren, I have no idea what you're on about, I promise. Don't, she snapped back. Don't you dare. I am very, very patient with you. But either you're sick, or you're just a sick fuck, and either way, I don't like it anymore. I'm sick of it. Lauren, I protested and grabbed her. I could see tears welling up in her eyes. I'm telling you, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I am sick. Maybe there's something wrong with me, but none of this... It just, it just all feels strange, but yet right now, right now, in this moment, it's like... It's like I've been here. Like, like this is the most alive I've ever felt. And I think it has something... I think it has something to do with you. Hmm. Is this you trying to be romantic? You've been watching too many of those stupid films. I can't remember the last time I watched a film. She laughed. Yeah, right. And punched me lightly on the arm. Just... Just don't talk about my dad, okay? Sure. We walked onwards for a little while. I don't really know what to say. She pulled my arm and cuddled in close. Come on. It's not that bad. Sorry I snapped. It's just... Just gets a bit much, you know? Yeah, of course. I smiled back. Shall we go see her? See who? I asked. Lauren punched my arm again. You big idiot. Our daughter. Let's go see mum and pick her up. Our daughter? I asked, remembering the photo. Yes. You really have gone schizo, haven't you? Come on, Sandra will be missing us. And then it hit me like a brick. Sandra... As we continued walking onwards, I couldn't help but feel like all my problems had gone. The sun was out and shining. The birds were singing. Whatever was happening to me right now, I liked it. I had to admit it. I felt peaceful and loved. Why was I brought here? Am I even still me? After a short stroll, we came upon another house, but this looked familiar too. Where had I seen it? Lauren's mum answered the door, and she looked different from before. Karen, I said, somehow remembering her name now. Hello, she answered, and she looked genuinely happy, elated even. A much more sunnier disposition than after that strange cult, mass murder I was witness to. Look, it's mummy and daddy. Come in, she said. And as I entered, I saw Sandra sitting on the floor in a little pink dress with a big smile beaming on her face. Dada, she said, and a tear welled up in my eye. Was this really my daughter? Was this whom Bob had spoken about at the top of the tower? She was younger than I'd seen in my visions, but I felt like I could tell it was still clearly her. Hello, you, Lauren said, throwing her hands out and rushing over to pick her up. You're just in time, Karen said. I've just made some lunch. Oh, we've just eaten. Ah, nonsense, she protested. Sit down, next door, go on, and I'll bring it in. You'll enjoy it, I promise. Fine. Lauren rolled her eyes at me, and I laughed. I couldn't remember the last time I laughed. We walked through and sat down. Lauren held Sandra and was tickling her under her chin to make her laugh. There was a smell of warm bread that was floating in from the kitchen. Has he just baked a loaf of bread? asked Lauren. Uh, probably, she answered, without looking up. I was excited. Karen brought in a selection of cheeses, crackers, 
bread, butter, warm biscuits, a pot of tea and fresh milk. All local, she added, from the farm down the road. I smiled and began to feast on the gorgeous meal in front of me. This really was the best I'd felt for a very long time. But as I looked up at Lauren, holding Sandra, feeding her pieces of cheese, I noticed what was behind her. A door. A door I'd seen before, but when? I jumped, but Lauren didn't seem to notice the noise. Only my sudden movement. Are you okay? Then I realised it was gunfire. All behind the closed door. Could no one else hear it? Jesus, what's the matter? Lauren said. Sandra started crying, looking at me intently. Her eyes were huge and scared. Her screams running through my brain now. And I knew where I was. I looked around at the people at the table. Is this what I had seen? It wasn't quite right. But this felt like the vision that I had when I climbed those steps. The steps that lay behind the door. Behind Lauren. The steps that led underground to that labyrinthian nightmare. Where Dubridge had saved me. Where I'd almost been caught by Thule. Where the darkness lay. And at that point, the door behind Lauren flew open. And the darkness stared back at me. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more info, including how you can support the show, please visit anewwinter.com. Thank you for listening to A New Winter. <laughs>